Welcome to the Home-Based Travel Agent Show. This is show number 451 with Barry Kantz as your host. Now, here is Barry. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And today, we are going to talk about North Lake Tahoe. But before we jump into the interview portion of the show, I'd like you to visit the website at hometravelagent.net. And when you go there, you're going to find all the archives of the past shows. Plus, you can sign up for the newsletter. And what the newsletter does is brings you the show notes every month in your email inbox. And I promise you that we do not spam your inbox. You just get the show notes each month as the shows come out. So an easy way to jump on board the home-based travel agent show. So once again, I thank you for listening to the show. And we are going to move right into talking about North Lake Tahoe. So here we go. Well, it's my pleasure today to introduce Bart Peterson. And Bart is the business development manager for North Lake Tahoe with Travel North Tahoe, Nevada. It's kind of exciting. We we haven't had a, a destination podcast on here for a while, and I'm excited to get into some destinations. And What better place than North Lake Tahoe to start? So I want to welcome Bart to the Home-Based Travel Agent Show, and I'm going to ask Bart to introduce himself, and we'll get into the beauty of North Lake Tahoe in that area. Thank you, Barry. I'm pleased to be with you. Yeah, I've been with North Lake Tahoe for six years now, the the destination, and uh, previously I was with one of the ski areas on the south end of the lake, um, I myself, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and uh, grew up playing in the outdoors, skiing, mountain biking, kayaking on the lakes and rivers. And so when I graduated from college, I moved to Lake Tahoe looking for bigger mountains, more snow, and uh, I found more sunshine as a result. So uh, I've been happy to call it home for the past 15 or so years. Well, it sounds, it, I've never been there, but it, it just sounds like a fantastic place. And to some extent, I can relate to the outdoors here. We've got a lot of that going on in Michigan with all the lakes and forests. But I think North Lake Tahoe is is probably very unique with all it has to offer. You know, like you said, sunshine and snow and water. Sounds like a great place. Yep, yep. Plenty to do. We're, We're just happy to provide suggestions for people to come out and enjoy it themselves. Yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about the... Maybe some of the, we're talking about the outdoors, what are some of the outdoor adventures that, that people can experience there in North Lake Tahoe? Yeah, so we're, we're a year-round destination. Our peak seasons are summer and winter, so summer for the lake and the beaches, and then winter for the skiing and playing in the snow, snowmobiling, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. So as we head into winter here, North Lake Tahoe, we're really known as having the greatest concentration of ski resorts. So we not only have the big resorts that are on the most popular passes, the Epic Pass that Vail has and the Icon Pass that Altera has, but we have some smaller ski areas as well that are really fun to mix it up with the locals and get that you know unique quirky atmosphere that you find in some smaller ski areas. So it's it's pretty diverse. But yeah, with regards to the outdoor recreation, winter is skiing and snowboarding. We're in the Sierra Nevada mountains, so that's 
the first mountain range that storms, when they come in off the Pacific Ocean, they slam into us and generally deliver quite a bit of precipitation. So it's not uncommon to wake up to a foot or two feet of snow. And what we say is with that number of ski resorts, you can really wait and see which one overnight received the most snowfall and then choose to go there because there are kind of, you know, isolated <coughs> weather patterns and lake effect snow that you're familiar with. We, we find that over on the east side of the lake, Diamond Peak Ski Area and Mount Rose uh, oftentimes get some of that lake effect. So, so yeah, it's really a luxury that we can choose where we ski snowboard with that number of ski areas. But beyond that, rent a pair of snowshoes, rent some cross-country skis. You can take a route up to Chickadee Ridge. Uh, that has beautiful vistas of Lake Tahoe. It's only a mile each way on snowshoes, takes about an hour to get up there. So it's not just the ski areas. You can really get out and explore and you can hire a guide as well. Tahoe Adventure Company is one of our best operators here that their guides have a, a wealth of knowledge about the history of Tahoe. So it's fun to to utilize services like that. And then beyond that, we have some really unique uh, activities. So you can, you know, you can take those snowshoes or cross-country skis down to the snow-covered beaches. And I think that's really nice, particularly on the weekends, like a Saturday when the ski area might be busy. You can go down to a beach and find nobody else there and have the whole lake to yourself. But one unique thing that we have is at Sand Harbor State Park, so that's just south of Incline Village on the Nevada side, they do horse-drawn sleigh rides right on the beach of oh, Lake Tahoe. Wow. So really, you know, if you're if you're coming out to Tahoe, you want to be near the lake because it's it's so unique and massive in scale. You know, it's 72 miles around and 22 miles long, 12 miles wide. So whatever you do, you want to appreciate, enjoy the lake. And I think that the horse-drawn sleigh rides is really a unique and fun way to do that. So beyond that, you know, when, that's winter, uh, but summer, you know, that's time spent on the lake. So we have a Hyatt Regency right there in Incline Village, and they have a beach access where they have their cabanas, and they have a great big pier uh, that they dock a catamaran on. So that's one of the best ways to get on the lake. You know, they do these two-hour tours, and the sunset tour is my favorite, and that just runs down the east shore, which... If you've been to Tahoe, you, you're familiar that the East Shore is largely undeveloped. The California side, you know, is pretty built up, but thankfully uh, the, the East Shore is largely undeveloped, particularly the Northeast Shore where we're at. So to be able to do a, a cruise down the coastline, you really get that pristine Sierra Nevada uh, landscape. And with that, we have these iconic granite boulders, and they're 10, 20, 30 feet. And so to see that by by catamaran or you can also rent a kayak or a paddleboard and it's just a really unique shoreline and you really got to get out there and enjoy it and then combined with that is the clarity of our waters we're, we're the lake tahoe is filled by 62 inflow streams uh, from our snowmelt but we have a lot of granite rock as well so that granite rock kind of serves as a filter for the snowmelt and that combined with a lot of regulations on uh, construction around the lake limits the amount of sediment going into the lake. So you can really see down 50, 60 feet. Seeing those great big boulders from a, a stand-up paddleboard is, is really an incredible feeling. So it's a part of the lake definitely worth exploring and just unique. But beyond uh, the lake in the summertime, 
Uh, we also have an extensive network of mountain biking and hiking trails in our mountains. So, you know, the beaches will get pretty busy on the weekend. So I really encourage people to use that opportunity to find a vista, pack a lunch, go for a hike. Yeah, explore that network of trails and take in the views of Tahoe from up above. Uh, there's a number of operators that service that as well. We have um, Flume Trail Bikes right there in Incline Village. They, they service what's called the Flume Trail. So that's an iconic trail. It's about 500 feet above the lake. Takes about three hours to ride, but Flume Trail Bikes will rent you a, a brand new bike. So top technology and e-bikes as well. And then they'll run a shuttle up to the trailhead. So you just park your car at the finish. Uh, where they have their bike shop and also a cafe and they have lunch items there to celebrate the day on the trail but it's just so seamless that you don't have to you know go through the effort of running a shuttle to get yourself to a trailhead that they they package that all up for you so providers like that really make exploring the the mountains in the summertime easy so yeah uh, but beyond uh, recreation in the summertime we're also talking about touring historic estates we have Thunderbird Lodge on, on the northeast shore of the lake, and, and that's a really fun thing to do in the summer because, like I was saying, the, the east shore of the lake is largely undisturbed. And the reason for that is this, this gentleman, George Wattell Jr., owned the whole east shore of the lake in, in the early 1900s, and thanks to him, we can now enjoy that space. So you can tour his, his mansion on the east shore and kind of learn about the guy who's the reason for uh, our shoreline being as undisturbed and pristine as it is. So anyways, there's, there's lots to do in both winter and summer in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, you've, you've piqued a couple of interest areas of mine. One is sailing. Uh, another one is photography and, yes. and videography, as well as e-bikes. So you've, you're ticking off some boxes that I have personally. Nice. We, have, we have lots of fun stuff going on. Yeah, but the photography... That's something I need to get into more myself because I'm out there, I'm doing it, I'm seeing these beautiful landscapes and I, I'm not capturing it well enough. You know, I, I post to Instagram and that's about it. But there's professionals out there with tripods and they're, they're really capturing some beautiful moments. You know, I often see them in Sand Harbor State Park, just a beautiful shoreline there. They have three coves, a big sandy cove, a big rocky cove, and then kind of their their recreational access cove that has these big pillars of these granite boulders anyways on the east shore so it's facing west so they get some beautiful sunsets so there's sand harbor there but then also currently the fall colors are popping uh, that flume trail i was talking about so you start at spooner lake and just just a mile from the the spooner lake visitor center you get into an aspen grove and some phenomenal colors and then if you have the endurance to make the push four miles up the hill to Marlette Lake, uh, there's another incredible aspen grove up there that you can appreciate. And then beyond that, you continue out to the, the Flume Trail that has the 180-degree views of Lake Tahoe. But yeah, some excellent options for photography. Yeah, yeah, it sounds beautiful. Yeah, love to go there. Going to have to put that on my list. And, and Excellent. Being the home-based travel agent show, I've got a lot on my list. But uh, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, uh, tell me a little bit about the culture around North Lake Tahoe, that area. What? Yep. Um, so you know the the area is uh, home to the Washoe tribe. So they're the or original inhabitants. 
and you, you see that history throughout the region. So that Thunderbird Lodge I talked about uh, was, was partially built by stonemasons from the Stewart Indian School down in Carson Valley, uh, where members of the Washoe tribe went to school, learned learn their crafts. So they were traveling up to the lake in the summertime to to spend time on the shore of the lake to, to hunt and fish. And so they're really our original inhabitants. And then we really came on the world scene when the 1960 Winter Olympics came to Squaw Valley. Squaw Valley renamed themselves last year. Squaw was a derogatory term towards Native women. So it was important that they changed that, and we're all very happy that they did. So that ski area is now called Palisades Tahoe. But they're really the ones that, when they brought in the 1960 Winter Olympics, built the infrastructure for tourism to the region. So, so it's thanks to the, the visionary of bringing in the Olympics that gave us the infrastructure for ski tourism. You know, a lot of people were coming on train from Sacramento, San Francisco, a great way to access the region and still is. And so then in, there in the 50s and 60s, it was really just a playground for the Bay Area, San Francisco elite. It's, it's grown into a, just an incredible tourism destination. So what you experience in North Lake Tahoe is really what we say laid back luxury. It's a destination for both recreation and relaxation. So time spent playing in the mountains, on the lake, but then also the fine dining, the arts and culture, and then accommodations like the Hyatt Regency there in Incline Village. And then over on the California side, we have the Ritz-Carlton up at North Star. And then in Olympic Valley, where Palisades Tahoe is located, you have a, a handful of accommodations, including the Hyatt-owned resort at Squaw Creek. So yeah, plenty of options for for accommodations and access to the outdoors. Yeah, and how about the, the cuisine culture, food? and Yeah, so the beautiful thing about that is we, we can tap into both the Nevada side as well as the California side. So on the Nevada side, you have all these cattle farms. So the beef that comes from the Carson Valley is just incredible. So often restaurants are sourcing their their meat from the Nevada side. And then the Central Valley is where we're, we're getting all of our produce. So we don't necessarily have the, the farm to table specifically, but essentially that is what we have because we're, we're sourcing so you know local within an hour or two. We do have some amazing uh, head chefs at some of our restaurants. The Hyatt Regency has their fine dining restaurant right on the shore of the lake, and that's called the Lone Eagle Grill. Just a phenomenal restaurant. So they have these beautiful lake views. It's open year-round. They have their fire pits right outside the, the restaurant. So when you finish up your meal, you can pop outside and roast a s'more or enjoy a glass of wine on the shore of the lake beside the fire. But then there's also little niche uh, restaurants as well. Up near Diamond Peak is Big Water Grill, and they have these phenomenal lake views. So for myself, I'm always trying to find a table with a view, and we have plenty of that in North Lake. Yeah, it sounds like anywhere you look, uh, you're going to find a good view. What a great thing. Now, you know, local restaurants, some of the local cuisine, you know, that those are, that's, you know, one of my things that I like to do is to explore small local restaurants and that type of thing. Are there several, several around your area? Yeah, there are. So Bite is uh, the, the place you're going to go for tapas. Uh, we have a, a really great Thai restaurant. We have a great Indian restaurant. We have um, 
across the street from the Hyatt is Austin's, which kind of has like a Texan flair to it. Yeah, it's really full spectrum, but it's it's locals that are running these restaurants and they're putting their heart and soul into it and they're there every day. And it's as a local, it's fun to get to know them and, and appreciate their craft. And we're, we're just thankful they're creating these um, these pieces for us. Yeah, it, there's nothing like a local restaurant. It just... Uh... Yep. Yeah, you get the you get the food, which is usually great, and then you get immersed in the local culture by just getting right. to know the people who who live there. So that's the beautiful thing about North Lake. We're we're really made up of twelve small communities, and each one having their own unique character and flavor. So it's really fun to drive across the North Shore and pop into a, a coffee shop, an ice cream parlor, a, a deli you know, a lakeside fine dining restaurant, um, hole in the wall bar. We have our own ale trail. Um, so it's just fun to explore the region because they're all unique and quirky in their own way. So yeah. uh, quite authentic. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about arts. What are arts and crafts in the area? You know, my favorite thing to do is catch the Shakespeare festival in the summertime. So they stage that at Sand Harbor State Park. Uh, there's a natural sand amphitheater, and it's oriented facing southwest, so these shows are at dusk. So you're, you're watching a, an amazing performance, uh, Shakespeare, and then behind the stage is the lake and the sunset. So you're really combining, uh, you know, all senses there. And, that, and again, that's at Sand Harbor, which is just an uh, incredible state park that we're thankful to have. So that's kind of the main thing that we have going on, but what we have coming up here in December is the um, Northern Lights. So that's kind of our holiday month-long celebration, and we have a whole sequence of events tied into that, but there's a film festival, and generally it's outdoor, environmental films that are being shown, and that's a really fun event. You know, they're, they're all from... Uh, smaller filmmakers that don't, aren't necessarily on the radar for everybody. So uh, to have these come through our region, we're, we're really, really thankful. Um, so yeah, the, the North Lake Tahoe Film Festival is coming up here. That's one to be sure to catch. Yeah, so if you pop over to the California side, there's additional historic estates to tour. I already mentioned Thunderbird Lodge, but there's the Hellman Ehrman Mansion at Sugar Pine Point, and that's one of three historic estates around the lake. So I think it's great to get that history of the region. So touring those states is, is a great way to do that. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that I like to do when I travel is to, to make sure to take in the history and, and, uh, and a, as I've mentioned, culture. Right. It's, it just gives you a, a sense and a feel. And then when you combine that with the experience, it just makes it a whole package. And, and I, I like to do that. Yeah, you know, and on that, we have and this is right across the street from the Hyatt, the Tahoe Environmental Science Center, and that's located on the campus of University of Nevada, Reno, has a campus in Tahoe, uh, here in Incline Village. And on that campus is the Tahoe Environmental Science Center, and you can do tours there. And what they do is monitoring around the lake on the clarity of the lake and impacts that uh, we're all making on the environment. I think it's a great first thing to do when you're coming into Tahoe because it gives you an understanding of how special of a place it is and how important it is to 
lessen your footprint while visiting. Um, so I encourage people to take that tour. It's only an hour, but they have great hands-on displays. The docents that lead the tours are just fantastic, and they have all sorts of stories from around the lake. But yeah, that, that allows you to really get a up-close and personal view of uh, Lake Tahoe and how special it is and what we locals are doing to preserve it. Yeah. On your website, I noticed you had a section on there for uh, the travel trade. Yeah, so we're, we're, you know we provide sample itineraries to try to advise people all the options that exist uh, to travel around the region. So that's the the primary purpose of that. You know, we're letting people know what kind of direct flights come into the Reno airport. We're trying to let people know about transportation options. That from Reno, there's the North Lake Tahoe Express, a regularly running shuttle, so you can book a seat on that. There's not much for Uber or Lyft from Reno to North Lake, so you either want to rent a car or hop on that shuttle. But once you're in North Lake, we have a, a new transportation option. So we have our buses that run regularly, but last year we launched a app-based curbside pickup service, and it's free. So you download the TART, so TART is Tahoe Area Regional Transit, so it's the TART Connect app, and with that, you can request curbside pickup. So you can be at a grocery store, or a restaurant, uh, a friend's home in a residential neighborhood, and this, this small van will come pick you up. It may take 15 or 20 minutes to plan ahead, but come pick you up and take you anywhere you want to go in Incline Village or Crystal Bay. Uh, the only tricky thing there is it can't go over to the California side, but there is a little transit center there that you can hop on a different California-licensed TARP Connect bus there. So just an incredible way to move about the region for people that aren't renting or renting a vehicle themselves. And, you know, as travel agents, you have, I noticed, probably a lot of resources that they could use if the travel agent wanted to put together a tour uh, that they could offer their clients, you know, the accommodations and maybe uh, transportation, uh, local transportation, typically. Uh, yeah, that type of thing. so oftentimes I have travel agents reaching out with a client that's that's looking at our destination, and uh, that's what we do on behalf of the destination is introduce you to those providers for both accommodations, for recreation, activities, sightseeing, transportation, so yeah, we really encourage people to, to reach out when they have interest in the region and we'll get you dialed in with those providers. Yeah, they can set up an itinerary that way for a client. Uh, yep. Yeah, oh great. And if travel agents or anybody would like to find out more, how would they do that? So our website is an excellent resource, gotahonorth.com or email myself directly, sales at gotahonorth.com is is our general sales line or email address and yeah we're we're just trying to move people around the region and provide them the best experience possible so let us know what you're trying to accomplish in our area and you know there's nothing like having that real-time perspective locally here where we can really tell you what's what's happening what events are scheduled what the weather's doing and yeah we just want you guys to have the best time possible yeah great is, is there anything that, that we've left out here that we should be talking about that, that we haven't? Uh, well, we've done pretty broad strokes on the seasonal nature, on um, some of the experiences that you can have. 
I, yeah, I really just encourage people to hop on the website. You can get a really clear picture. There's some great videos of what kind of experiences you can have. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to call Tahoe home, and we're happy to have people come out and experience it for themselves. So I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity to chat with you here. Yeah, and I, I do, I do want to thank you for coming on, you know, getting us back into some destinations here on the show, which I really appreciate. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and, and hopefully we'll get out there one of these days to make a visit. It just sounds like an absolutely beautiful place. And like I said, you were, you were ticking off a lot of boxes that, that I have when I, when I want to go somewhere. So thanks so much, Bart, for being a part of the Home-Based Travel Agent Show. Happily. We'll look forward to seeing you in Tahoe, Barry. Thank you. Thank you, Bart, for an amazing and beautiful description of Lake Tahoe, North Lake Tahoe. I really appreciate your uh, coming on board and telling us all about this beautiful place. And listeners, I want to thank you for joining us at the Home-Based Travel Agent Show. And hopefully you'll come back again and join us soon for another show uh, coming up. Another show coming up soon. So in the meantime, uh, if you wish, drop me an email at barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at hometravelagent.net. And I want to wish you all safe travels, stay healthy, and we will see you again soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.